You are listening to Mysteries Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries, both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will discuss paranormal, supernatural, and creepy oh my with a very special guest. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mysteries Still Unsolved. Um, I'm so glad to be back here with all of you, especially since it's, you know, past September 1st, which means it's officially like Halloween season, right? (laughs) Uh, I love coming back into my little walk-in closet, or actually, scratch that, my daughter's walk-in closet. Um, And I actually have a little bit of an update about that. Um, So I've basically just been once a week taking over my daughter's closet. I'll put like a table in here and my microphone and all my stuff. But my daughter has graciously agreed to rent me out a little space in her closet. So we organized it and now I have like a permanent desk in here and I can just like always keep my my podcast stuff in here. (laughs) So it probably doesn't seem like a lot to you, but to me it is a big deal because it's kind of annoying to like lug in all this podcast equipment week after week after week. And now it's just here as a little permanent fixture. So I kind of feel like I have an actual legitimate zone to do true crime, which is awesome. Um, I don't know why the people that built this house decided to only build one walk-in closet and in not even in the master's bathroom or med- bedroom no less but um we're just gonna roll with it so uh I don't know how my do- how much my daughter's gonna charge me to rent this space in her closet um that has yet to be negotiated I am going I don't even think she knows that that's a possibility so I'm gonna just try and keep it under wraps as long as possible so please don't out me I'm gonna try and be in here for rent free for as long as possible she's only eight so I think I probably have like another year or two before she finally gets the idea (laughs) um we do need to do a little bit of housekeeping before I go ahead and bring my special guest on board um so the housekeeping so If you entered my birthday giveaway, then you will know that I was going to give a very special listener um, a gift for participating in the giveaway and being chosen. So I have that winner. I announced it on my Instagram last week, but I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, have full transparency and post it on all of the outlets. So that way you guys don't think that I'm being a big phony and not giving people their prizes. So I'm just pulling up their name. I'm pretty sure I know that it's normal Abby, but I just want to double check. So hold on one second. Um, Bear with me for a second. I want to say that it's normal Abby. Yes, it's at Normal Abby. So at Normal Abby is the one who won the giveaway. She's going to be getting a package from me very soon. Um, it's going to have one of my favorite like activity books. It's actually Normal Abby, if this is you, cover your ears if you want to be surprised. But it's actually a serial killer coloring book. <laughs> which I think is awesome. So I got that on Amazon and I'm just waiting for that to arrive. Everything else is done. I have like some yummy treats in there. I have some self-care products. So I'm just waiting on that serial killer 
uh, that serial killer coloring book. And then I will have that over to her ASAP. So thank you guys so much if you join the giveaway. Um, if you didn't win, please don't be disheartened. I am going to do another giveaway in October because you guys know that I always do a giveaway for my Halloween series, which will be starting very, very soon. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're like, what giveaway? Um, then you're definitely not following me on Instagram, which if you're not following me on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved, I just have three questions for you. One, why are you the way that you are? Two, how do you sleep at night? And three, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you just like freely mooch off of the podcast and not be following me on Instagram. How dare you? I'm just kidding, but you should totally go over there. Um, we have a lot of fun over there. I post pictures and videos from all the cases that we cover. Um, I come and pop in on stories every once in a while. Stories and lives are not my favorite thing. I try and do them as much as possible, but like, I just don't think that I thrive in a live setting. I feel like I need to be edited because there's a lot of stuff going on in this brain of mine. And if it's not filtered and edited, I think I could get myself in a lot of trouble. So <laughs> that is why live is so incredibly intimidating to me. Um, you can also comment on the cases that we cover. You can share your thoughts, your theories, your opinions. And as always, you can send me a DM, a case suggestion of a true crime unsolved case that's really important to you or affected you, or maybe it's in like your hometown or something. And if there's enough information, I will, of course, follow it, like have it on the podcast and we can talk about it because I love talking about uh, cases that are really important to you guys. I feel like those are the most meaningful and impactful cases that we cover on the podcast. Um, if Instagram isn't your thing and you just like don't want to get an Instagram just to follow me on my Instagram account, I totally understand that. Um, I have a website. It's www.mysterystillunsolved.com. Um, I'm not really doing too much on there, but you will be notified every single time that an episode drops. So um, if you want to be current and up to date on our episodes, if you feel like you have a road trip coming up and you just like want to binge some episodes while you're driving, um, that's a perfect place to go because sometimes Spotify and Apple Podcasts, they have glitches. But my website, Jinx Knock on Something, has yet to have a glitch, so you should always be able to listen to my podcast episodes over there. Um, I want to say that that is it for housekeeping. So, yeah. Awesome. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with our podcast episode today. I, um, I'm having a very special guest. She has been on our podcast before. She's actually been my only special guest that I've had thus far. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in my mom. Uh, we're going to be talking about all things paranormal, supernatural, and creepy, either that has happened to us personally or has happened to somebody very, very close to us. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring my mom onto the podcast and if you guys have not heard a podcast episode with my mom in it, you guys are in for a real treat because she is a freaking hoot. <laughs> um, she's probably like the only guest besides maybe Brian that I would ever allow on my podcast <laughs> only because she's just like a lot of fun. So um, let's go ahead and bring her on. Hi, mom. How are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you? Very tired, but I'm here. I know. I know. That what else can you ask for, you know? <laughs> life besides <laughs> life. Um, so you haven't been on the podcast in a while. You haven't been on since February 2021. That's wow. a long time. I don't know. The yeah. last time we were together, we were talking about the Bermuda Triangle. No way. Didn't we go to the Utica Hotel since then? Oh, yes, we did. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So I think. We had that tour where we all freaked out and left and screamed in the elevator. Yeah. So I guess the last time we were on the podcast was July. No, June of 2021. Yeah, we we were afraid of the living because that poor guy when we went on the elevator, we scream and the poor guy had no idea what was happening. I know. We were like, <laughs> ah! And he was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. I um, guess I probably that's, that's, forgot about it because it was so scary that I blocked it out. <laughs> it was fun. That was a fun was episode. Fun. You, should, you should tell your subscribers to hear that episode again. That yeah, it, that was a fun one. So that one was the Utica Hotel. So I'll try and I'll find it and put it in the comments section of which one that one was. Um, so since I've last talked to you, you've got a, you got had a, got a puppy. You have a brother, Rochelle. It's a hairy brother. You probably hear him a little bit in the background. Yeah. Yes, I know we have a puppy who has one blue eye and one brown eye because, you know, in this family, we all like weirdness and spookiness. Yep. And all three <laughs> of your children have reddish hair. So. Yeah, the dog too. <laughs> so yeah, Taino. Taino's fun. So yeah. if you guys were wondering how come we named the dog Taino, is because I'm from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm full Hispanic Puerto Rican and Taino's <laughs> were, know, and Taino's were the original natives from Puerto Rico when Christopher Columbus arrived. So yeah. that's the reason we call him Taino. Oh, yeah. And I, I bet you we also have a lot of pup lovers that listen in. So if you could tell us what kind of dog he is, I feel like they would really want to know. So. All right. So Taino was a little oops. His mom is, a, um, his mom is, I, I was going to say was, but she is, a husky. And she had blue eyes, so pretty. And then she was getting ready, you know, to have more huskies, favorite random huskies. But when she went to the park, a coon hound decided that he wanted to have babies with her <laughs> <laughs> against so, her will <laughs> i know so the cootie how came so we have this dog that has a and a brown eye and he has a cootie yeah and he is very well behaved yeah he's the best behaved child i have yeah <laughs> that's probably true and he's probably my favorite of my brothers i would probably yeah. say I would say last summer when we came, though, he was not very well behaved. But last time he came, he was good. Yeah. We took him to boot camp training school. He was there for three weeks. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. He was kind of a little shit last year, but he's pretty cute now. Can we say that? Yes. My podcast, my rules. He was a little ninkam poop last time. But since then, he's really good. He actually went to visit you this summer. He did. And I never thought that Brian would allow a dog in the house. He still was in the crate, like, the whole time when he was inside. But he is a very good dog. We just have a cat, and the dog has an affinity for bunnies. So we were kind of worried that he would think that my cat was a bunny. So. No, and Antonio had never been introduced to a bunny, and it was not fair for a cat, you know, with his house. And, and yeah. the cat's old. The cat is very old. She's not really, like, she's not really very excited about new visitors, and she's 
always been terrified of dogs. We actually introduced her to one of Brian's parents' dogs, who's like the nicest dog in the world, so gentle. Um, and Kyoto was terrified of that dog. So I was like, yeah. we can't do it's that to her. Yeah, that's right. They traveled in the car with their dog for like three days. Yeah, so it was amazing. We stayed in really good dog-friendly hotels, and it was really nice. Yeah. It was really good. No haunted hotels this time? No, because we were with your with my aunt, who's 74-year-old, and she was like, oh, no, stay in a haunted hotel. It's so scary. <laughs> so, oh, well, now, now, now they owe me a haunted hotel. Yep. Well, speaking of haunted hotels, I think we'll just kind of, like, get into the episode, which is why I think it's so funny that your aunt is so, like, opposed to staying in a haunted hotel because back in her day when she was, like, in her 20s and 30s, she actually kind of liked, like, psychics and, like, all that kind of stuff. And when I lived with her when I was in college for a few years, she was always watching, like, paranormal shows. So (laughs) doesn't make any sense. I think it's good. Some people like to see these things and don't really experience them. Like some people yeah. are intrigued by the whole idea, but I think some people are weird like us. Yeah. <laughs> want to live it. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of fun. Actually, if you never stay in a haunted hotel, and I'm not talking like go to a hotel that is unfinished or Alcatraz or something. Yeah. Like that. We stayed in very nice hotels. But they were haunted. They just happened to be haunted. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to stay, like, I never stayed on this one, but I heard that one of the, one, a really good one, but it's kind of like, I would be really afraid to stay in this hotel. It's the one in Salem. Oh. So there's a haunted hotel in Salem. Well, maybe you should do investigations on this, on this one, Rochelle. Maybe we can go so together. <laughs> yeah. This is a scary one. Like, uh-huh. it's really, like, it's actually a beautiful hotel. It's a historical hotel. Uh-huh. And, um. But I had to remember the name. I had to look it up. But yes, it's kind of like scary. That's that one is intense. That one I will not sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want people like touching me or like, I don't want to see like things getting thrown across the room. I think that would freak me out. I would have to probably sleep in my car. <laughs> so let's investigate some. I mean, maybe one of your listeners know the name of this hotel too. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe they can tell us the name. But yeah, we'll have to look it up. It's really fun. And if you've never been to Salem, Massachusetts, it's amazing. I think I'm planning a trip next October. Not this October, but next October. Salem, Massachusetts, it's amazing. Yeah. And if you go in October, you really have to like prepare for you that. You have to plan it out. I that a lot of people go there. Yeah, yeah, and it's a pretty tiny town. There's not very many hotels. It is only 20 minutes outside of Boston though. So you could stay in Boston potentially, but like if you're going to go to Salem, you should stay in Salem. I feel like it's fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you, if I know this story better than you, just because I like live where Abuela lives, but do you recollect the story about when she went to the psychic and had her palm read or Kuko had his palm read? I don't know. I'd be interested in your take of that. So was it her or was it her husband? I think it was Kuko. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't go to the psychic. Um, can you hear the dog in the background, everybody? Now let's make this very spooky. He's calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with my aunt, her husband didn't do any of the palm reading or anything, but um, there was somebody that was doing palm like, like They were in a group. 
Mm-hmm. And the lady said, oh, I want to read your palm. And he said, oh, no, no, I don't need it. And finally she said, you know, he said, okay, fine, just read my palm, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because he talked about, you know, I see like two jobs and um, and he had two jobs, you know, he mm-hmm. worked he worked as an accountant, but he also worked for like the church. You know? Yeah. Um, they were religious people there. He was a religious person. He actually worked for the church. Yeah. Even though he didn't get paid for that. But it was a job. Two jobs, you yeah. Know? Um, then the other part, they were talking about separation, a certain age. Mm-hmm. Was it, no, I said like, I can't remember what the age. I think it was 40. Was. Yeah, like on the 45, I think it was. Yeah. And, and you know, and he talked about separation. Mm-hmm. Something about separate. Oh, they talk about two weddings. Yep, which they did get the married. Two weddings, mm-hmm. and they did get married twice. One, one, you know, because they got married younger, and then, and then the second time they got married through the church as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to talk about denomination, so they just got married again for through the church. So that was kind of interesting, like, you know, when the kids were little. So that was fun. So they, so they thought, wait, am I getting divorced or something? But no, it was, it was two weddings with the same person. Mm-hmm. Then the other part was about something about separation. And when he was 45, mm-hmm. uh, like the, she was like looking at his love line and there was an yeah. abrupt end at the age of 45. And yeah. at the time, yeah. my abuela was having a lot of health problems yeah, that were going. Yeah, they were going undiagnosed. So she was certain that she was like, OK, well, when. Yeah, she's like, when my husband turns 45, the love line ends because I must die at the age of 45. Yeah. And you know, that was that she is the love of his life. Yeah. So yeah. So cute. So what happened is that he died at age 45. Yeah. He died he a, a, like a week after he turned 45. He passed mm-hmm. away in he a, away. in a terrible yeah. car or plane crash. Yes. It was a terrible plane crash. Yep. He was actually, he was doing his calling for the church. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> my abuela was supposed to be on that plane, but she woke up that morning and was having like flu-like symptoms and decided not to go. And it's a blessing that she didn't because she had four kids at home. And, but, they, were, and they were in another country. I mean, they were yeah. in Guatemala. So it's yeah. like a new place that they have never, you know, they, have, they don't know very many people. And, yeah. you know, it shows you that, you know, you have experiences in your life and when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. When it's not your time to go, it's not your time to go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And they had young, I mean, they were not little, but they were like teenagers. You know, it would have been terrible. Yeah. Because it was, it, it was a 13 passenger plane. So, yeah, it was very small. Yeah. Thing. And he died on it, uh, on that. And it was terrible. Um, but it's kind of interesting, you know, because, you know, you think, you know, some people are very, you know, skeptic about it, mm-hmm. like about, you know, astrology and all kind of palm reading and stuff like that but i myself think that there's some truth to that yeah yeah you know i mean there's definitely hustlers out there that are going to take advantage of your money and whatever but i feel like she the person that read his palm was very in tune with yeah she had an actual gift was it just fabricated and that that is a beautiful gift to have now do i want somebody Reading my palm. I don't think so much about reading my palm. Is about like if somebody would tell me that I'm gonna die at a certain age. What would I? What would you do? Would you live it up, or would you be like concerned every time I have to blow a candle on my cake? <laughs> I would. I would live it up probably. It honestly. I feel like it would actually give me a lot of peace of mind if somebody told me like you'll die at age 62 because I'm kind of a hypochondriac and when I get sick. 
I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be fine because the lady told me I'm going to die at 65 <laughs> and I'm only 31 right now. <laughs> so Brian would be like, do you want to go to the hospital? And I'd be like, eh, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to die at 65. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I would be like, you know, do I live it up? I mean, <laughs> yeah. do I go traveling? I mean, what would you do? I want you listeners to tell me. Yeah. What, what would they do? You got to write this down, guys. What would you do if you knew when you were going to die? <laughs> yeah. I think I would just live it up. I probably would just hide that day, that whole year. That whole year, right? yeah. Wrap bubble wrap all around me. <laughs> but then you'd or, be the first person to die of bubble wrap. <laughs> or do I decide, eh, this is my year. Give me all the ice cream, all the pork rinds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why do I die? And I'm going to die anyway. Yep. So, I don't know. I think Baskin Robbins will make a really good profit out of it. Oh, yeah, that year. Their stock prices would go up that year for sure. So, um, so your mom was also really into psychic stuff, but I feel like she didn't um, go to as legitimate people as your aunt and uncle no, stumbled yeah. upon. Um, that was like the worst day, probably. And I remember that day, too. So my mom went to... When she was, okay, so this is kind of funny because I don't know the lady knew my mom was pregnant. Yeah. I don't think my mom was showing because my mom is so tall, you know, and, mm. and so she then was showing and she was mostly concerned about some other stuff. And then the lady found out that I, you know, she had a daughter at home. So the lady told her that there was a bad omen. Is that what you say? Yeah like a bad thing that was going to happen to me on that time. And then she said, and then the baby that you're going to have, something bad is going to happen. And my mom never said she was pregnant. She wasn't yeah. showing. Mm -hmm. So my mom was freaking out because the lady said that she had to pay her like $200 and she could fix it. Yeah. And that's when you say, you know, like there's some people that have the gift, but do you really have to extort it? And abuse yeah. It? Yeah. You know, that, that's the part, you know. And it's like, to extort a pregnant lady and tell her that something bad is going to happen to her children unless you give her more money, like, that's just so yeah. shady. That's so jacked so, up. my mom, who was not really into thing, you know, as a mother, and there's a lot of people right there that have children, you know, you want to do the best for your child. You want to protect your kid. That's your instinct. So my mom, and we're talking about, like, you know, 50-something years ago, mm -hmm. even though I'm only 29. Yeah. <laughs> my mom is younger than me, you guys. <laughs> so um, so my mom was really scared. And, you know, my aunt was like, you're not going to pay this lady anything. Nothing at all. Nothing's going to happen to the baby. Nothing's going to happen. But just in case that day, I was not allowed to go to school. I was not allowed to go anywhere near water. I was, not, I was pretty much just told that I had to sit down and watch TV. Yeah. And my aunt came that day to take turns watching me. Everybody was watching me that day. Yeah. It must have been exhausting. Because yeah. I, was, I was, you know, I was probably five or six, you know, mm -hmm. and I was not allowed to do anything. No beer on cars, don't be on a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They should have told me so I couldn't have ice cream. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, speaking yeah, of. Obviously, okay. nothing happened. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> You're still kicking yeah. it. At... I, I, I don't know if I'm fine, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You didn't die that day. 
Well, speaking of curses, I was actually talking to Brian's sister the other day, and we were talking about, apparently she lived in Paris for a while, and there are a lot of gypsies in Paris. And she said that one day she was walking down the street late at night, and there was, like, this gypsy woman that was kind of having, like, a mental health crisis, and she was kind of, like, muttering to herself. And she said that she distinctly remembers when they crossed paths, and she said that she felt, like, this weird feeling, and then after that... She started getting very, very sick and kept going to the doctor and kept going to the doctor and trying to figure out what it was. And this was like a three-year process of her like going to doctors, going to like shamans, going to like spiritual healers, regular doctors, Eastern medicine, Western medicine. And she said that one day when she was sitting down in desperation of like, I don't even know who to call now because I feel like I've exhausted all my resources. She said that she remembered that moment of the gypsy woman passing her and she was like I think that I was cursed because I just feel like that's such a small like that's such like a random thing to like remember unless it like held some significance you know yeah um so after that she started going to a Christian healer chiropractor person um and she got a lot better so Isn't that crazy? And the reason we were talking about it is because I actually was talking to Brian about this the other day. I think I was cursed in the JFK airport by a Puerto Rican voodoo lady. Why did you say that? Because I remember, like, in my early 20s, I, like, never had health problems. Like, never. I remember thinking, like, wow, all my friends have really bad health problems. I must be really lucky because I don't have any. And then one time, I think Ryland was like maybe one or two, and we were meeting you guys in Puerto Rico, and we had been traveling for like 36 hours because our flight got delayed. Um, I was super tired. I was on the phone with you, and you were like, well, Jeanette and uh, Rafa can only have dinner with us tonight before they leave on their trip. So they're like, so you have to come tonight. And I remember getting off the phone with you and like kind of being a brat and being like, I can't believe that my mom is making me go on this dinner trip to this dinner thing today, even though like I'm freaking exhausted. I'm like, I'm not doing that. She's being selfish, blah, 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 blah. The whole time I'm saying that these two little like older Hispanic ladies, Puerto Rican ladies were like looking at me and like whispering to each other and like looking and pointing at me. And then ever since that trip, I have been like, sick nonstop with like random things so i feel like those puerto rican ladies were like we're gonna teach that girl a lesson because she's a brat and is being mean to her mom (laughs) yes brian thinks i'm crazy but when i talk to sarah about it she's like maybe look at this gorgeous red hair girl right there i don't think so I think they were like, how can we ruin that girl's life? Oh, yeah. We'll give her, like, a bunch of things that are super weird and hard to diagnose. And when they are diagnosed, there's no cure for them. There's just, like, ways to, like, placate the symptoms. Like I know. I think that's happening a lot. But, you know, those poor ladies were probably even doing santeria. Ooh, santeria. <laughs> Maybe they sing, tu me hiciste brujeria. That's a song. I, I don't know. Me. I know that brujeria me. means witch something. Brujeria means like bewitching. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's like what they bruja did. Bruja is a witch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bruja. <laughs> so, brujeria is the action of it. The oh, action of witch, like so. witchcraft? Yeah. Okay. To yeah. me, sister, brujeria, you did some kind of, you bewitch me. 
Okay, well, they bewitched me, so. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me the stink eye. So if anybody has a cure for curses, uh, please <laughs> oh write my that. Gosh. I think that we can cleanse you. Just throw yourself 12 times at the stroke of midnight on December 31st, baffle while eating grapes. I need to wear, like, a vial of, like, white rabbit's blood around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh my gosh! I don't want to know if anybody else has been cursed. I don't know. <laughs> tell I was... us your curse, people. Yeah, tell, tell us, us your, your curses. Curse. <laughs> um, yeah. so I'm, so trying... I'm excited because we might have an opportunity to go to New Orleans. I mean, did you Ooh. stay in New Orleans or New Orleans? I think, I think I was saying New Orleans. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what people from in New Orleans say because that's the right way. They just say these people don't know how to say our name. <laughs> I know, but I wonder what, how they, like, I'm from New Orleans. Is that what they say? Or I'm from New Orleans. I don't know. But I I've know. never been there, and I'm excited because that's, you know, voodoo. Yeah. Maybe you need to pick up some chicken legs for me and send them to me. Take <laughs> <laughs> some chicken legs and some chicken feet. Yes. But chicken feet. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, you can go to the grocery store together. I know. I don't know what grocery stores you're... I would have to go to, like, the Mexican market. I don't think they yeah, sell that at my regular grocery store. Yeah, they sell that kind of stuff. You know, some frogs, legs, and everything, and just, like, do something with it. We're going to do some research. Oh, man. Okay, so we've already talked about ghosts that we've stayed at, like, when we stayed at haunted hotels. So if you want that episode, like, just go find that one. But have you ever had any, like paranormal or ghosty experiences outside of a hotel? Mm, nobody remember. I mean, have you? Have I told you of any? Um, I remember one, and it was at your house. Maybe you were so scared that you blocked it out. Oh, was it the picture frame? Yes! Okay, oh so... Yeah, we're still going with the picture frame. Well, okay, <laughs> let me tell the story. So my mom and my daughter and I are sitting at the kitchen table. I don't think anybody else is home because Vance wasn't born yet. Maybe Brian no. was like working, probably, because that's what he does 24 7. No, probably. Brian is always there. <laughs> it's not probably there. And so we're just like sitting and having breakfast. And then all of a sudden, this picture that was hanging on the wall like fell down, but then it like flew forward. Like it didn't just like fall down. Do you remember like a straight? Lesson? Yes, I'm gonna get to that. That's like the oh, okay. the plot of us. So it like fell and like flew, like defied gravity. It was like the weirdest thing. And then my mom and I and Rylan all kind of were like, oh, "What the heck?" And so we went over, and my mom picked up the picture and she turned it. It was a picture of you and Dad on your wedding day, and I was like, "Well, oh, that's not good." Or they don't approve of your marriage. They don't approve. So, no. I do actually remember one, by the way. Oh, tell us, tell us. I do remember that. Um, so, I don't know how many of your listeners know about Hispanic culture, mm -hmm. but it's a big deal when you turn 15 years old. Yeah. Quinceañera. You know, it's quinceañera. I know, I know that a lot of Americans celebrate. I mean, I don't know if it's so much anymore, but, you know, the sweet 16. Yeah. So, for us, it's the... 15 and it's a huge fiesta i mean we're talking about it's ridiculous it's like a wedding reception 
It yeah. is, it is, I think it costs more than a wedding reception. Some people have spent a lot of money in that. I remember my dress was $500. Yeah. I have, not even my wedding dress. My wedding dress was like less than $100. <laughs> so can you imagine $500 by a designer, hotels. Well, and adjusted for inflation because that was like in the 80s. So. Yes, can you imagine? <laughs> I don't even know what Again, $500 I'm is. I'm only though. 29 years old. <laughs> So let's not let's not let's not tell people this. So anyway, so I remember we were doing your quinceanero, and the whole like my aunt came, and the you know we had a lot of people coming to yeah. this quinceanero, and I remember that I had a Kodak camera, mm-hmm. okay, and I put it on the printing dock because it was also the charger. I mean, we're they were talking about. I mean, like, we're dating ourselves here. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had this code, and it had like sheets of paper underneath it. And I, you know, I got this camera after my uncle died. Yeah. I remember I got this camera because, you know, back then, you know, when my uncle was alive, we had the Kodak one that you had to eat, 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 wine. Yeah. Time you took <laughs> Real old digital. school. Yeah, this is yeah. a digital camera, not the first ones. And then you put it on the dock, and then if you wanted to print that picture, you choose a picture, and then you print. So I remember this very clearly that, after I came back from your quinceañero, um, I went to my room, and there was a picture printed mm-hmm. on the printer dock, you know, and I thought it was kind of strange because, you know, I haven't really did anything with it. I didn't even took that. Ca- I didn't even take that camera with me to the quinceañero. Yeah. You know, and it was a picture of you mm-hmm. uh, when you were six months old looking at my uncle, the one that we talked about that died. Mm-hmm. And you were at a restaurant with him, and they were, you were looking at each other. And it was the cutest picture because he was crazy about you anyway. You know, he loved babies, mm-hmm. and you were, you were, you were so, you know, you were, you had a bond with him. And for me to see that picture printed with, I know that I did not take that picture with this camera. Yeah, there's no way I took this picture with this camera. Mm-hmm. And and you know because again. <laughs> but then it was the Kodak, you know, one thing, you know, yeah. my first camera ever. So then this one was a digital one. And and I remember thinking that that was his way of saying that it was a special occasion and that he wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And, and, and that he was it. there. Yeah. And that he was there. I so, forgot about you know, that. I strongly believe that, you know, when you die, you know, you, you pass on and you mm. have it, you know, if you have had a really good, happy life. But there are, you know, and there's a, you know, that, that veil that separates us, you know? Mm-hmm. But I I believe that for a special occasion, our loved ones are given permission yeah. to to be connected with that. There's a wedding or there's a birth of a child. I, I Because I have felt the presence of, yeah. of loved ones yeah. in, in a special moment in, in your life. And yeah. I know that your listeners have to. You know, yeah. you feel like the wedding and baptism or you know like christening or something yeah feel that connection and i for me it was a way for him like communicating with us yeah i'm part of this this is a family event and and this is how important this is you know like yeah i wanted to make sure that he showed you his love so yeah Yeah. i forgot about this story thank you for reminding me yeah i think that's just like one of those tender mercies a sweet experience and that's why i feel like when people when I ask people like do they believe in ghosts and they're like oh no it's too creepy and it's like if you want to believe in the creepy then you have to on the opposite end of the spectrum like you have to remember that they 
not all ghost stories or ghost experiences are scary. They can be really spiritual. They can touch your heart. I mean, I know that there are a lot of people, um, like when they, their grandmother was alive, there was like a butterfly or something. And now whenever they see a butterfly, they remember that like their grandma loves them. So it doesn't always have to be scary. Yeah, but Ryan and I have the butterfly connection. Don't kill Yeah. Like a song or something. Mm-hmm. Like a song or a smell of like something that they made or the scent yeah. of the perfume that they did and yeah. or a flower that they love. And, and you know, those are the connections that, that keep us connected with our loved ones. Yeah. I, I think that, yes, they're separated from us for a time, but when we really need them, like, they're there. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's, that's very important to have those connections. Yeah. And that, it's just kind of like a nice thought to know that, like, they're on the other side and they're they are aware of what we're going through and when we need us or when we need them they try their hardest to like make their presence known even if it's something very small it's usually something small but meaningful that you would see it and it wouldn't be small to you you know what i mean so yeah so i had an experience that this has nothing to do with ghosts okay it's just just that we were talking about you know our loved ones so Rashawn and I last year lost somebody very special to us. And yeah. that's my aunt. And not my aunt that we've been talking about. I had another aunt. She's the youngest uh, of all of them. And she unfortunately was on her mid-60s and she mm-hmm. got Alzheimer's. And yeah. she had like five years of Alzheimer's in, in, in just 10 months. Yeah. And then she passed away. She was very young and she was very loving. And she was like a caring person. Like she would always... Um, I was raised by my grandmother, my mom, and my two aunts. And she mm-hmm. was the youngest. And she was the one that I was worried about my well-being. Yeah. You know, she was always concerned, you know, like, oh, you do too much or yeah, too or something like that. Or we love, you know, when, when, whenever I would put my dog, you know, one time I put my dog down and she called me and she says, you did the right thing. She was very comforting. Yeah. yeah. And Rochelle knows this. I am the worst about listening to my answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, like, whenever you go to her house, it's like, you have 167 yeah. missed. <laughs> so, and, and my cell phone is even worse, you know, because, and I have tons of them. So, one of my students one day saw it on my screen that I have so many, like, voicemails. And she goes, you know, Miss Fairbank, you can delete all those messages. So, she was teaching me how to do multiple ones and everything. So... I gave her my phone and she says, go ahead and delete them. There is nothing there. I mean, if I haven't heard it from now, like I haven't. Yeah. So she taught me how to do it. She was doing a little bit. And then I came home that night and I said, you know what? This is ridiculous. I should start from the farthest, which mm-hmm. I think it was 2015. I know. <laughs> super scary. We're all judging you. I have to, yeah, you're all judging and I deserve it. 2015 so then i started like you know deleting because i'm thinking let's 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 delete the past yes let go <laughs> let go of it so as i'm listening to it i see one that said Ivelisse. Mm-hmm. that's my aunt 
name and she had been dead for almost a year mm-hmm. and I remember that I was having like a tough time at the time yeah you know and I remember just sitting in my bed and saying no way I have her voice mm-hmm. you know here so I kind of wanted to hear so the first one was that you can tell you know when you let it go to these with the nobody talk and they hang up and I'm thinking oh man that's terrible you know like I didn't hear it yeah but then I kept scrolling and there was another one and this time I noticed that it was like three minutes long yeah so obviously she either forgot to hang up the phone or she left me a message yeah how exciting it is to listen to somebody's voice that yeah. died a year ago or two years ago I listened to the voice so the message was like telling me it was really spooky because she's like, Maribel, I just want to say hi. I want to tell you that I love you. Everybody here misses you. Yeah. And everybody here talks about you and everybody here is so happy with you. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's like she's talking to me. From heaven. With the people that had, you know, with the people that she's in heaven with, you know. Yeah. It's just like. It was very special to me because she was telling me that she loved me, that everybody else misses me, that they cannot wait to see me. I'm hoping I hope they wait a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just kind of sweet that, again, like you were saying, when you needed the most, in those unexpected moments, those sweet blessings and those sweet moments become very special and very personal to you. Yeah. Uh, Now, can I find this? I even sent this voice message to my husband. And he has disappeared. <gasps> no. I I show it to one of my aunt one time. And then after that, it's like totally like, it's not even like my husband's text. It's nothing. So I'm thinking this is something that I needed for that moment. Yeah. And that moment only. Wow. I know. It's really spooky. Because I wanted to show it to her husband, but I guess it was just mine. Oh, you know, it was just mine, and and it was it was a special moment. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's kind of sad though too. <laughs> I know it's sad, but you know. But at least you got to hear it. So yeah, memories are so important, and connections with our that's the reason that connections with our past is so important. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I didn't even know that. You never told me that before, so that's pretty cool. I never cool. told you that story. No. I'm so sorry. That's pretty cool. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> so, no, it, it's really fun. I, I'll try to look for it again, but there is no trace that I even send these to your dad. Weird. It's very weird. But cool weird. <laughs> it's cool weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's those connections. There is life after death and, you know, ghosts. Yeah. Spirit. See what happens, like, when I, I called my mom earlier, and I was, like, asking her, like, hey, would you want to do a podcast episode with me? And my mom was like, I don't know. I've never really experienced, and, like, look at all the things. Like, look at this Pandora's box that we opened. Right. Well, you know what? You did call me the first day of class. That's true. When I had just gotten home after being in a classroom of fourth graders on their first yeah because i'm on the east yeah so school started today and i just walked through the door and i have more than i have i i did ten thousand steps like in the middle of the day (laughs) (laughs) so my brain was a little dead but you know after doing this for this will be my 25th year teaching rochelle you were there you were in um 
you were in second grade when I, I started think so. teaching? First or second. Yep. Yeah, I think it was first or second. Because um, I was with Mrs. Rogers, Rogers, and I had her for two years, so I can't remember if it was first or second. So, so. I made it was the first year. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this is my, this October 30th. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this October 30th will be my 25th year of teaching. That's crazy. So, you know, you never get used to that first day of school. Yeah, my mom still gets those first day of school butterflies, even though she's a teacher, you know. I know. Yeah. I still, I still have to take, you know, so... Uh, some tea last night to help me relax and maybe go to sleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I still have, I still get up really, what am I going to wear? Are they going to judge me? <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to like me? <laughs> so, yeah. No, the kids were really good. Oh, I, I good. mean, I have to remember, because all the teachers, all the teachers knew, you know. Mm-hmm. All the teachers were scared and all the teachers, and we had a lot of first-year teachers this year. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we all had to get together. And we did say a little prayer this morning because we were really scared. <laughs> <laughs> all together, we huddled up and we said a little prayer. But, yes, it was, you know, kids are excited. And then you can tell that they are tired. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them were falling asleep. Well, Mom, always, <laughs> always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We are not going to wait that long to have you on again. My mom and I are already in communication of doing an episode about the chupacabra. chupacabra. I'm going to talk about the Texas, like the Tex-Mex chupacabra, and then my mom is going to tell us a little bit about the Puerto Rican chupacabra because there's different kinds. So, yeah. Well, I didn't know that the Tex-Mex Chupacabra was different than the... Yeah, apparently, like, they look different, they act different, so it'd be fun to compare them. Yeah. I just want everybody to learn how to say Chupacabra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Including yourself, because you were like, the chippy, 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 chippy. I know, it's like, chippy, no, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe somebody can figure out what chupacabra means. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll look up the origin story. <laughs> well, thanks That's so much. Homework. You're the best. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a good night or a good day or whatever it is that you're listening to. Well, listen to the episode. <laughs> yes. Hopefully they've listened to the episode since you're saying this at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I did. I, I just did. Well, anyway, maybe you should maybe you should forward it to a friend. Yeah, do that. Forward it to a friend or your mailman or your grocery store clerk or your gynecologist. <laughs> I mean, when you're at the gynecologist, it's already an awkward situation, so you might as well just bring up this to, you know, get through it. I was saying more like you're, I was thinking more like the the guy like puts a speculum inside and then you're like, have you ever heard about Jeffrey Dahmer, the infamous serial killer? He's like, uh, okay. Then you should listen to Mr. Oh my gosh, can you imagine that's an awkward conversation? Or your dentist when, you know, they always want to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, if you find... If you find yourself in an awkward situation, you might as well just, like, double down and just, like, make it really, really awkward. So. Have you ever had a ghost encounter? Yes. Oh, this, you should call this podcaster. 
That would actually be fun, especially at the dentist when you can't talk, but the dentist can. You can be like, have you ever had a ghost encounter? And then you're like, you open your mouth big, and then then they'll just tell you the story. It'll make it go by a lot faster. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it does. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. It was fun to be here today. Thank you Thanks. for calling me. Yeah, totally. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Mom. All right. Okay. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you, again, are not following me on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved, you totes should um, because it's really fun. <laughs> um, we're also going to have some behind the scenes uh, pictures and stuff from today. Um, you should also go to my website. It's www.mysterystillunsolved.com. You can binge all of my episodes there. And I am getting really close to 100. So this is a big accomplishment. I am so excited. Uh, if you want to know how you can better support this podcast, you can leave me a review on Apple or podcast, the app, and leave me a five-star review. Tell people why you love to listen, what you like about it. If you don't like something about it, tell me, but be nice, please. (laughs) My ego is quite fragile. (laughs) I'm having a delicate time. Um, And then you can also share this podcast with friends, family members. But like I was saying with my mom, you don't have to just tell your friends and family. You can tell your local zookeeper. You can tell a dog walker. You can tell your gynecologist. You can tell your pharmacist. Just whenever you're in an awkward encounter and you want to double down, like just start talking about unsolved mysteries. And it's sure to just bring that right around and give it a 180 spin. And it might just be one of the funnest stories that you have to tell later. Um, If you guys have any paranormal, supernatural, ghosty, creepy stories, I would love to hear about them on my Instagram at Mystery Soul Unsolved. I will put a post up there that you guys can share. I love, love, love hearing about these. They really just help pass the time. Um, And yeah, if you want to know the best way to support this podcast, though, I'll tell you what it is. Lean in, lean in. Don't forget to join me next week when together we'll discover, did anyone place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?